Hey, I'm Mike Myers, and this is the Songwriting for Guitar podcast, which is geared to support songwriters and producers to gain confidence and turn pro. I bring on industry experts to help you improve and monetize your skills, engage better in the writing process, and build healthy habits to create a sustainable career that you love. Caffeinated, inspirational, conversational. What's up, friends? Mike Myers here with the Songwriting for Guitar podcast episode. Hold on to your butts. Episode 100. Also, shout out to the amazing fine folks at Kaiser Capos for creating some insanely cool custom songwriting for guitar capos. And if you'd like one, we're going to be giving away two. So to qualify, just go to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review of the podcast, talk about your favorite episode, screenshot it, and send it to us at support at songwritingforguitar.com, and you will be entered. We will be giving away and announcing the winners January 30th. So all you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts, leave your five-star review, screenshot it, and send it to us at songwritingforguitar.com. Cool. Here we are. A hundred episodes. A <laughs> hundred friggin' episodes. At the beginning of this journey, honestly, I never thought I'd get here. So I want to tell you the top things I've learned through these hundred episodes. And more importantly, the lessons you can take away for your own music career and goals. Now, when starting anything, you never, you never know how it's going to go. The fact that we're here is amazing, and I'm so happy. I'm honestly so excited to be recording this episode today, because honestly, at the beginning, I didn't want to have a podcast. I didn't, it was not in the cards. I did not sit up at night and go like, oh, I want a podcast. I had a business coach who was like, you need a podcast. And I, I have to admit, I rolled my eyes. I had the resistance, and I was like why? Why do I want to be a podcaster? Why do I want to be another white guy with a mic being like, I got a podcast? Even if you find the guests, what the hell are we going to talk about? What are we going to do? It was just all intimidating, especially if you open up Spotify and Apple, Apple Podcasts, you see an endless amount of people that are already podcasting, plus a graveyard of podcasts that don't exist anymore, that were started, that just nothing happened because they stopped. And you think, who the hell would want to listen to this? My, my biggest fear was it was just going to be my mom. Just texting me being like, oh, sweetie, that was nice. And don't get me wrong, she sends me those texts. But like, that's why I just didn't want it to be. I, basically, if we were to sum this up, uh, <laughs> I was getting in my head. But honestly, let's that's normal. For anyone that's starting something new or going after a big goal, it's totally normal. That being said, <laughs> I'm really glad those negative comments did not win. Because we've had some amazing guests on. Uh, I grew my team. I grew as a person. I grew as a coach. I grew as a host. I proved over and over to myself that I could do hard things. In turn, I'm also able to help a lot more people do what they want to do. Now, if you've listened to this podcast, if you're in some of my courses, you know that I consistently preach to not take advice from people who aren't doing what you want to do or from people that aren't actively trying to reach goals of their own. 
there's a unique motivation and there's so many great and surprising lessons if you take advice from the right people. If you're trying to do something big, surround yourself with people who challenge themselves, are lifelong learners, who consistently find ways to keep going, and people who are consistently reinventing themselves. You know, looking back at the past 99 episodes of the Songwriting for Guitar podcast, it brings back a ton of memories of chats with so many inspirational people. I'm so happy that I've been able to do interviews with heroes of mine, musician friends, entrepreneurs, and fellow coaches. They all helped me keep on track. Like anything that's new and challenging, there's times of inspiration, breaks, highs, lows, pivoting, and reinvention. And I've broken the last hundred episodes down to a few different phases, and I want to walk you through them. Phase one. When you're starting out with anything, you're likely going to be doing the best that you can, but you're probably not going to bring your full, most comfortable self to the table, and that's what this phase totally was. Now, don't get me wrong, you'll learn so much at the beginning because you'll quickly see some of the things that you're doing and what you don't want to do and what should change and how you. this isn't what you want to keep on doing. <laughs> and luckily, I, I had a producer, Chris Fafalius, who helped me with that and who's thankfully been with me since the beginning. He's still here. And he's given tons of advice to make the episodes better. But this phase at the beginning, I like to call my warm-up NPR stage. Uh, some of those beginning episodes, too, are really funny to listen to. I'm, I give a million points to you, the listener, if you've gotten through those early episodes, because some of them are the longest episodes we've had. When I started this, too, it was a time where at least the software we were using just only had audio. Video was not there. I would log on, and when the guest showed up, all I would see was just the little waveform file of their voice, as opposed to where there's like more of a human interaction with video. And as someone who loves interacting with people, I found it hard not to see them and their mannerisms while talking. So needless to say, those episodes started out as rigid interviews. I came prepared with lots of notes, but I, did, I didn't see it as a conversation. And frankly, I just let the guest talk like a lot. It was almost like I was an observer or shy person that didn't want to interrupt. As much as I appreciate those episodes at the beginning, a lot of them turned out long and super, super heavy. But what kept me going was mostly the excitement of doing something new. It is, the excitement of doing something new. And as things progressed, I started to see a shift in myself and in my guests as I loosened up. That is where it really started to become fun. All right, phase two. This is what I like to call my let's grab a coffee stage. The seriousness of my voice started to change and episodes became shorter, a little bit more digestible. Um, I think of some episodes like the one with Weird Al's guitarist Jim West. That chat was less of an interview and like a super fun conversation because I was just geeking out the entire time. Um, I knew I was going to start to help to create a more friendly environment during one particular episode. Um, I won't say who, but I love when he was like, I hate bar chords. Bar chords are stupid. They're the worst thing on earth. Grabbed a guitar. He goes, see, I can't even play a bar chord. And I just thought it was so cool that he just, you know, opened up and it was super, um, super loose that he was willing to share that. It was just 
really cool. Um, and you know, all the guests that I had since then moved on to uh, like entrepreneurs, like my friend Michael Elsner, uh, my friend Clint, um, or even most recently, uh, Steph Trivison. That was so much fun. More and more friends in the music industry, uh, like my friend Trevor, uh, CTO from Soundstripe, we had you know, conversations about guitar and music business, it opened up more and more. I started seeing the views increase too, and I felt like people were actually a part of the conversation. I also noticed that some of my favorite clients were actually coming from the podcast. When that happened, it honestly shattered my view and the fear at the beginning that people weren't listening, that was just going to be my mom. I realized at that point, even if I wasn't consistently taping episodes or I needed to take a break every now and then uh, to reinvent, recharge, that's okay because there was plenty, plenty of content for people to turn to. The podcast was also being recommended by the algorithms and people who were connecting with. So every time I collaborated on something, gave a talk at a school organization, our podcast would shoot up through the roof. And that gave me even more motivation to keep going. This brings me to phase three. This is where we're currently at. It's the share my knowledge stage. I noticed from reviews, emails, DMs, uh, conversations with people that they were getting a lot out of these episodes. So I wanted to keep giving tangible things for people to walk away with and make episodes honestly a little bit more clear so people could search for them specifically. We started bringing on our coaches, you know, conversations with Josh Doyle, Heather Taylor, Lainey Dion, Madeline Finn were, were great to have. They were especially relevant to the community since we're all actively working with clients who go through our courses and coaching. We're able to notice patterns, things that people are constantly being challenged with. That way we could talk about you know, a specific problem, how to solve it, present solutions so that listeners who might be going through similar challenges can go like, oh, that's what I need to do. And honestly, that's where things started to change. Now, when I bring someone on, we give you some very specific takeaways, some tangible action points that you can start to work through and think about. Okay, so let's take this conversation and bring the most important person back into the fold. And if you're like, who is that, Mike? It's you. <laughs> so <laughs> it's you, the listener. So this is what you can get from this and how you can translate this to your goals and music. So let's go through this step by step. Okay, number one, bring yourself to the table in what you do. Honestly, the more success I have with anything I go after, the more I realize I could have been myself from the start. When you're just starting something new, it's understandable. We, we get this preconceived notion that, oh, I need to hide part of myself away. Oh, this is what they really want. I need to, I need to put on a show. But it's honestly, it, it's just not the success formula these days. In music, especially, you need to draw from your real emotions, your personality, and your experiences that make it up. It's honestly the best way to get to personally where you want to go. Number two is a biggie. Patience wins. Now, it's easy. It's easy to tell people, oh, just be patient. But especially with this podcast, 
I really practiced patience. You know, even though I had to take breaks in order to to keep going, pushing forward, I realized things were not going to happen overnight. And newsflash, they didn't. (laughs) And neither will your music career. It's always going to be an uphill climb. There's always going to be another step, another mountain, another thing. So don't rush it. Just keep putting in the work and drawn from wins along the way. That's another thing that people just pass through. They just, they are getting wins. They're just not taking time to acknowledge them. And then eventually at some point, you're going to look around and realize the people that you started with that were doing the thing with you, they're not doing it and you are. And what's the separation? You kept with it. You went that extra mile. Number three, develop your listening skills. My ears right now are sharper for interviews and listening for those little interesting things that guests have to say, little nuggets that end up creating a really cool conversation. You know, if I could turn back, you know, if I could turn back time, I would go back and tell myself, hey, you're missing a really cool moment. They just said something really good. You need to stop them because they're missing it. They're just so used to it. And it's the same with our music. Sometimes our ideas, we just need to listen to and develop a little bit more. We brush past a cool moment or a cool hook and we write it off or we are not paying attention. We're just, eh. We have to stop ourselves from being so quick to dismiss something. Number four, create a safe environment. Honestly, I was able to hone my skills in creating a natural environment for for guests, just like a co-writing session. The best interviews and the best music comes out when people are allowed to be themselves and share openly. And number five, it's never a waste of time. Don't underestimate the power of investing your time into something. At first, podcasting for me was just something I had to do. I just had to record an episode, but now it's priority. You might just be looking at music as a hobby currently, but if you continue to build your skills, your team, and continue to show up and develop yourself, then eventually it can become something that you can't stay away from. You know, I have to admit, I I like podcasting now. I feel excited about this. I enjoy it. I've made a ton of friends from this. Even more so now, I, I realize the value of consistency, patience, persistence, and of building a team. So when I look back at these episodes, I feel very grateful for guests that came on to share their stories, their experiences, things that were easy to share, things that were tough to share, that they gave lessons, wisdom, that they were willing to relax, have fun, and be themselves. You know, I'm happy I get to be creatively myself while providing value and take moments to reflect and reevaluate on what's working and what I'd like to change moving forward. And I'm hoping you take this as a sign to do the same, to take a leap into something you're interested in, to take that next step, invest in yourself, go that extra mile. And to you, the listener, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for being with me on this journey. And here we go. Let's move on to the next 100 episodes.
And just a reminder about our amazing contest, go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review, talk about your favorite episode, then take a screenshot of it and send it to us at support at songwritingforguitar.com because you're going to be entered into our Kaiser Capo giveaway. Our friends at Kaiser made some amazing custom songwriting for guitar capos, and we're going to be giving away two of them. So, to enter, you just got to leave a review and then send it to us at support at songwritingforguitar.com. This episode was edited and produced by Chris Fafalius. I'm Mike Myers. Thanks for listening.